This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. 20 minutes after 6 on the Power Breakfast. Good morning to you. Remember, lines open for you all the time on 0861-987-000. On WhatsApp, 0833-703-7093. Otherwise, talk to us on um, X. All right? Uh, Okay, but let's start with this uh, bit of a good news story. And that's Professor Diretladi will be sworn in as a judge of the International Court of Justice uh, later today after being elected by the United Nations General Assembly and Security Council late last year. Professor Tladi will serve a term of nine years as a member of the International Court of Justice. He's expected to be sworn in at The Hague along with three other incoming judges, Bogdan Lucian Aurescue of Romania, uh, Juan Manuel Gomez Robledo Verduzco uh, of Mexico, and Sarah Hall of the United States. Diret uh, Ladi, uh, who was Professor of International Law at the University of, of uh, Pretoria, has previously served as a Special Advisor to the Minister of International Relations and Cooperation and Legal Advisor to the South African Mission in New York. All right, let's uh, have a chat uh, to... Let's have a chat to, to Mbegazeli. Benjamin, a researcher at, and advocacy officer at Judges Matter. Mbegazeli, ben, Benjamin, good morning to you. Always good chatting to you. Hello. Good morning to you and good morning to the listeners. Always great to chat to you. It's a big one, isn't it, for South Africa to have our first judge sitting here at the International Court of Justice? Yes, uh, it is a very big one. Um, uh, Professor is actually the first uh, South African to sit as a judge of the World Court, which is the International Court of Justice. And uh, what's also remarkable is just um, the effort that it takes to actually have someone elected to that court because how the process works is that um, the General Assembly, which is 193 countries, need to vote for you. The Security Council also needs to vote for you. So that needs a lot of work from the side of Derko. Um, and so it's, it's quite a remarkable achievement uh, to see him uh, elected onto the court. And, um, you know, the, the just the way that uh, these things work in terms of the judges that serve on there, Professor D. Tladi comes into this uh, with a background of an academic, um, having worked as a university professor for many years, um, and uh, as opposed to having gone the route of, you know, of, um, uh, you know, working as a, a trial judge and that sort of thing. Um, how does that, how does it work or in terms of uh, the balance of judges on the court and the fact that uh, one would have worked as an academic versus being a, um, a presiding judge in our courts, um, what does that uh, mean? What are the implications there, well, look, uh, Prof. Cloudy is not just uh, an, an academic. Um, he actually was, um, he sat as a member of the International Law Commission, mm-hmm. which is basically um, the main uh, advisory body that develops 
international law and international rules. And he was actually the special rapporteur on, on the, on the uh, commission, which meant that he actually was coordinating uh, with, all, with lawyers around the world on rules of international law. And so for many, many years, he was actually he played the role of a bit of an advocate because he had to um, present these uh, rules to the International Law Commission and, and make sure that the commission adopts uh, the, the rules. So he is quite a skilled lawyer. Um, yes, he doesn't seem to have much judicial experience. Mm. He didn't sit as a judge, but he certainly can hold his own uh, on in the world stage. And he has, actually has global respect um, for his knowledge of international law. And I think that is uh, what that is mm. the advantage that he had coming into this. And it's a subject that he has written extensively uh, about as well. He is uh, well published in these matters. Yes, absolutely. I think he has about five books, uh, more than 50 general articles on, on the subject. And, and again, like I said, he was the special rapporteur um, mm. to the uh, International Law Commission, mm. which meant that he would have spent many, many years studying international law and trying to distill the key principles that, that can be adopted as, as rules at mm. international level. So, yes, he's, very, very, he's, he's a global expert um, on, on international law. What kind of uh, opportunity is there, I mean, uh, for one to leave their mark as a judge, or how do the, the judges approach these positions um, to the extent that, I mean, also, I wonder, how much work do they actually, how many cases or matters come before um, this court? So, look, it, it depends on any particular year how many cases um, the the, the court deals with. Mm. Um, like recently, there were just two cases that dealt with uh, issues of, of genocide and of the Genocide Convention, which is the South Africa case and the Russia-Ukraine case. So that meant that the court was very busy um, at, during a very short period of time. Um, but there is a lot of opportunity, actually, for one to make their mark because the court sits with all its members, with all 15 members, and uh, there can be two additional ad hoc judges that are added. And so each member sits in every case of the court, and that means you have every opportunity to make your mark by writing a judgment, explaining the international principles, and, and sort of carving the jurisprudence of the court, and which is what I think um, the uh, Judge Sadi will will have an opportunity to do in the in the period that he sits as a judge. Mm-hmm. And uh, they sit. He the term is nine years. Any particular any particular significance in that uh, number of nine? Why it is uh, pegged at nine years as opposed to I don't know five, ten, fifteen? So the reason why it's nine years it's because um, they they sit three um, three terms mm-hmm. of three years each. So uh-huh. every three years, uh, at least five of the judges are elected. Uh, so this year, uh, I mean last year, there were five new judges who were elected. In three years' time, there'll be five more. Mm-hmm. And in, a, in another three years, there'll be five more. So mm-hmm. every time, uh, at least a third of the court has to be replaced or, or there is a, a re-election mm-hmm. uh, for those members. So that's why it ends up mm-hmm. as, as nine years. And finally, for us as a country, um, what does this mean? It, it seems like a high endorsement indeed for um, the legal uh, minds that come out of this country. 
Absolutely. Um, it is a huge, huge endorsement um, of, of the expertise that South Africa has in international law. Um, for a very long time, actually, we haven't had a lot of South Africans uh, play at that level. Mm. Uh, Prof. Kladi was one of the few. And in fact, in the last 12 months, this is now the second uh, South African uh, who is elected onto international uh, law bodies. There's another judge uh, from the Western Cape High Court, Judge Kate Savage, mm-hmm. who was re- elected in July last year onto an international forum. So Prof. Kladi has actually now be- gone to the highest levels um, of, of where in, in, uh, South African judges or South African expertise is showcased. And so it is really, really um, good for our country and, and for our standing on the global stage. Wonderful stuff. Thank you so much uh, to Mbegazeli Benjamin, a researcher and advocacy officer at the ju- at Judges Matter. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Good morning. Indeed. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, it is another feather in our cap as a country and it is a ringing endorsement of what uh, what we do. Um, you know, uh, we have had in the past, you know, like just with uh, Professor Tladi uh, becoming the first South African to sit on the ICJ, but we have had judges over the years who have sat on these international uh, tribunals, um, you know, of a... Um, Judge uh, Justice Muloto, who was uh, sitting on for the International Criminal Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia in The Hague, served on yeah on those forums. So we have, and over the years, punched above our weight, so to 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 speak, and um, left our mark uh, around the world. So it's nice to have an endorsement of a judge uh, in the form of uh, Justice uh, uh, Professor Tladi who is, and also as young as he is, he's not uh, even 50 uh, yet, uh, Professor Tladi. Uh, How do I know this? Because he's younger than me. <laughs> I know this. This is the Power Breakfast on Power 98.7. Uh, still to come on the show, uh, we'll revisit that conversation that we had yesterday about uh, um, how, what do we do? with the number of students that will not find those who had a desire to get into university this year, but will not find a place. What are their options? How are the universities dealing with this? We'll speak to University South Africa about that subject. And also, we'll be learning about or hearing about a new survey that uh, that has uh, found that South Africa, well, that reckons that uh, the ANC is waning in popularity and will garner only 39% of the vote if the elections were held tomorrow. More on that to come. But first, it's 6.30. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.